anyone has any doubts questions yes robert thank you for asking the questions thank you robert had uh, two behavioral questions to remind oneself of uh, the efforts daily efforts to um, rem remember oneself and um, the first is uh, in Europe we have a lot of beggars in the streets so uh, and um, many immigrants that migrants that have come from war war areas so the question is um, do we give to uh, these people as a as a way of saying that we respect them um, as their as a, as the self so that's the first question about beggars the second question is about the body and uh, how much do we want to worship this body with um, deodorants perfumes showering every day uh, so it has to do with <clears throat> uh, behavioral reminders on a daily basis so that our meditation is really throughout the day and so that those are the two the two topics one having to do with beggars and the other having to do with worshiping the body through uh, through our own daily behaviors thank you so the question of behavior oh about beggar and behavior two questions so if you look into the beggars When I go to India, I see beggars and beggars and beggars on the streets where the, where the taxi or the car stops and they're asking money. And everyone says, even the taxi driver, don't give anything, don't give. They, they can work uh, and um, don't give any money to them. So who decides that someone is needing money or they are just uh, super rich billionaires and begging on the street? It is so easy to understand that these people really don't have money. At least even if they have money, they have money less than us. But this is a common thing. You go and a lot of people have anger against them and will shove them off and will say we don't want to give them money you know they they can work why don't they work we need to understand in some countries there are um, social schemes run by government and they can support these people but not every country has those things and this the most important thing for our own self is who are we to judge anyone? 
if you don't want to give that's okay but don't criticize or too much analyze or or be angry on them if you feel you don't want to give don't give it's nothing it's not going to bring you bad or good karmas but if you want to give give everyone deserves respect and love whether they are beggars or kings this is what we need to understand in our own psyche bhagwan was beggar bhagwan stayed beggar almost all his life only later they they have an ashram but you can say even the ashram was built on donation who was earning there what were they selling nothing he was not selling anything and <laughs> all his devotees were dependent on him they used to beg if we keep an attitude towards beggars bhagwan would have never able to give us knowledge you know that body would have not survived he said his best life was when he was begging he said i used to go go to a door used to beg whatever they used to give in my folded hand i used to eat just wipe off on my body and then i am free nothing to worry so my take on beggars is they have been given a role of begging like you have been given a role of working it is in your consciousness so giving or not giving is your choice i think that's not a big deal but respect and love should be given to everyone we are no one to be angry then we can be angry on lot of professions why only on beggars lot of people do stealing and mischievous and uh, you know corruption and all those things so they <laughs> do you think they are doing right why only we pick poor beggars so this is what my take on beggars is that you give or not give is not an issue but at least give respect and love it doesn't matter they have been given this role so that's okay and the second question was about behavior now i understand that what you are saying how much one should put interest onto the body i think that's what you are trying to ask me if i can understand correctly and you started with these perfumes and deodorants and all i used to take uh, cancer retreat programs and just like anyone in the western world put some perfume on their body and then walks day one i was told it's not allowed because it's a chemical and that was long time ago and since then i've never used in my life any occasion or no occasion or anything and i'll tell you one thing when you are not dependent on fragrance from outside your body has its own inner fragrance then you understand what you are eating you are not eating whether you had garlic whether you are constipated whether you are your body is lighter it has its own aroma perfume fragrance and um, why to put another thing on the top of it when it has been given a natural smell or fragrance but look again it is people's choice you know i i can't say stop using perfume but i can just tell how i found it at ease with whatever it is you know rather than putting anything on the top 
still people give me perfume bottles on birthdays on other occasions and i i give it to others <laughs> i don't use any sometimes boys like to have it so i give it to them but apart from that i would say one thing that more you are always talking about a disease to the body and i my body should look like this and looking into the mirror all the time and that keeps your um, attraction to the body quite um, alive isn't it yeah so robert i completely agree with you like too much of uh, extra attention to the body is useless and i want to quote gandhi ji you know mahatma gandhi he even was against exercise he was dead against exercise he said why you to, you need to do exercise what what you do mechanical in your life that is an exercise do something do the household chores gardening whatever go walking he used to walk everywhere so you know it depends how important for you is to look good from the body form and you pump up the body or you know um, someone was telling me um that i am working on my body i am making a beach body because it's summer time here you know so i need a beach body so have each to his own you know some people always want to look really because so much of body because i am the body idea is there you know but your question is for a seeker a true ardent seeker for him i am the body idea has to go so if we put all the attention onto the body all the time how can it go it will always you are making it more concrete so what it requires um, you do but that's okay you know i know so many people around me of my age getting bald and they are getting hair transplant and then people are getting don't want to show their glasses and they get keratotomy and you know getting rid of the glasses and uh, so many things people do males and females and changing the body that is the other extreme like changing the body you know cosmetic surgery and all those things and um, there is no end to it but for a seeker it doesn't matter how he looks externally he has to reach there where he can recognize with that truth that reality that is all important that's why so many people they don't care even normal people so many i know they don't care about how the body looks they don't dye their hair um, they have no issues with they are so acceptable to the graceful aging that they don't bother about these things sometimes some people don't bother at all but on some occasions they have to do it and that's okay you know like a big reception or some family celebration or something you know you we still sometimes internally we should be free if it is the societal norms asking you to dress up in a way if it's a black tie event of a close friend and you just go like a fakir like a saint there's nothing wrong or right but still sometimes we just have to follow 
we still have to follow things but internally we should be free from it not looking into a mirror all the time or or you know looking into so i i think less is better you know and in in this context i can i can tell you about some of the uh, saints also you know um there was one radha baba in gorakhpur and um, he was um, suffering from couple of ailments and you know some devotees they were doctors they used to bring used to take the medicine and just um throw it away he said if i have to die i have to die so that is the other extreme you can say not caring of the body at all like if the body has to go it has to go i don't want to do any intervention but then on the bhagwans you can say he just took a middle path if people wanted him to have a surgery he didn't refuse but he was um, never fond of all those uh, potions and uh, you know treatments of different kinds were given if someone brings something they say is good for the body then he used to distribute to everyone that everyone should have it and things like that so we the best we can learn is from the gyani the one who is already realized how he how much he is concerned about the body when he used to walk or on hill there was one of his devotees walking with him and um, a thorn went into the foot of that devotee and bhagwan stopped and helped him to get out of it and then he noticed that bhagwan had a thorn just after few meters and he wanted to take it out and bhagwan said no and he said no no i have to and then he bent and saw there were already dozen of thorns already embedded he said you have never taken them out see what he used to wear all his life not even any color in the kopina the small cloth what he used to wear was always the same color just a white I don't know how many people know it was a time when the kopina which he used to wear there was only one and that was torn it has so many holes in it full of holes and he used to hide and then what he used to do was he used to take up a thread from the corner of it and using a thorn he used to try to make a mesh at the hole and that's the way he was wearing it and hiding so nobody knows that it is almost torn that small piece of cloth anyone would have given to him someone somebody realized and then they gave him they bought few for him that was bhagwan do you think he used to get up in the morning and used to go to gym or exercise or looking for having nuts first and then having Uh, warm water and then having a soup and then deciding to do nothing whatever comes a beggar has no choice whatever comes he was if you see sometimes uh, they are starving sometimes people make fun of beggars i'll tell you this sometimes they will give something which is stale something which nobody can eat they will give it to beggar he lived in that choiceless awareness whatever comes he will accept 
we who have everything when we go to a restaurant we try to find faults there also you know this is not right and this is not good and this is not very hard to please us please our mind actually but if the mind is not there then we are always happy people used to bring different foods for bhagwan to eat and let's say four devotees have brought they wanted bhagwan to appreciate and tell how good it is and what bhagwan used to do he used to mix up everything together and just eat it never cared about taste never cared about senses senses are fed by the mind and mind is the devil in us which keeps us on our toes we keep pleasing these sense organs all the time and one day the body is dead and we get so addicted to these sense organs that if we lose taste we are unhappy or whatever happens if we have we have diabetes we have to eat less sugar we are unhappy not understanding that these diseases have come because we are not at ease we were too much into it we were addicted to these things and then we see bhagwan who neglected his body for first few years complete neglect later when the people were around him and he started speaking but there are saints who don't even take a bath yogi ram surat kumar who was in trunamalai if you listen to devaki ma it was so hard to make him have a bath and it can take years for him to have a second but there was always fragrance from his body he used to smoke but there was no smell of smoke they say saints who don't take a bath it is the air which gives the bath to the body it's all purified no smell and we keep uses liters of perfumes on our body all the time spraying and trying to get an artificial smell it's like you buy a rose paper rose and you try to put a smell on it and then say it's nice it's like that we all have a natural beautiful fragrance abide in self and that fragrance will come it is so easy then you don't have to buy fragrance from outside self has its own fragrance self effulgent best is to see life of people like bhagwan you know who lived on this earth among us and also devotees around him see all the devotees they all lived very simple life even the devotees now around him you see what they dress up 
if people have gone to Ramana Ashram, spoken to people, how simple they are. See David Godman, simplicity at the peak. Michael Heiberger and so many. Look, uh, I don't know the name of people, but all of them, you go there. They are giving seva, they do voluntary work. And everyone working behind the screen, behind the scene, not for any name, fame, nothing. This time when we went, we interviewed everyone who works in office. They all have their beautiful story of connection with Bhagwan. And don't think um, they had nothing else to do. That's why they came to Bhagwan. I met this guy who was taking care of Virupaksha Kev. He was a he's a software professional. He was working in Abu Dhabi for so long. He left everything and just came there a couple of years ago. You we don't know. They belong to affluent families, they are qualified, they are educated. Actually, they are really educated, that's why they are there. They know where to be. And very simplified life. And it's not just uh, in Ramana Ashram, but uh, you see in ashrams and uh, so many people, they live in a small hut and do their practice, whatever practice they are doing. These are two extreme, two opposite, uh, you know, worldly person, sansari and a seeker. You can't mix two. Sometimes a seeker might live, look that if he's doing the same type of profession, living in the same people, but he's living but not living there. Because Bhagwan says you don't have to leave anything, you just have to leave your ego, that's all. Leave your ego and you can live anywhere. And you take your ego and you can't even live in an ashram. You will have problems there, you know. There are stories, even in Bhagwan time, someone comes and they think the food is not right or there are mosquitoes and this and that and they complain and they run away. When we went to this pilgrimage this time, there were so many things. If you see from point of view of comfort, there was everything except comfort the way it has to be, like we didn't create it any things, but whatever the way it happened, but it was bliss. And discomfort also, there was so much of bliss. The bliss was pouring, so there was no, nobody felt that discomfort. 
and we don't have to go extreme if you are used to wear any type of clothes that's okay it doesn't matter observing this mind whether it goes for things and beings and how much if something you are going to get and you don't get how does it feel and just watch it you don't even have to judge it you're just being aware of things going within will dissolve all those tendencies Hello, Walter. Hi, Sanjay. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, I have a question. Uh, in different occasions, I found uh, these teachings where it says that the sadaka they have to uh, take back the senses during the meditation. I think it's in uh, Ashtabhakra Gita or somewhere. I don't remember. And I want to ask you about that. What exactly this is mean to take back the senses? If I meditate and I feel the smell of my neighbors or whatever, mm. I feel it. No, the 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 senses it is there. So mm. I don't know what exactly mean to return to take back the five senses. And I want to ask you, what is your mm. take on that? Look, um, look, I have not heard this, but. you must have heard so it might be meaning something but what i understand about senses is the senses will work that's their job if it is a nice smell you will smell it you can't stop it if there's a nice touch it will feel touch whatever it is it you will feel it but you can feel it you know it but you don't have to drown in it or you don't have to go with it and this is the biggest difference this is the huge difference i can talk about the touch how your touch to a body can be very different even even the opposite sex or whatever sex attracts you your touch can be just a pure love or it could be a, a sexual touch and you can understand what i am trying to say you know and that that is the difference you know that is the difference in everything everything you see something beautiful it could be an opposite sex or what attracts and the way you see can be different isn't it you can just see for seeing for appreciating but then the, there can be a seeing in which there is lust that is the difference so the same senses are there but the way you use or you in, indulge or you interact with the senses that is the difference act can be same you can still hug a female body but your hug can be different you know it could be just a pure love not because of uh, lust and same is your vision same is your hearing same is your touch 
all these senses you can use in a neutral way in a witness mode in an uninvolved mode but on other hand you can be completely indulged in it and the biggest thing is that when when that thing has moved you feel like you want it you know whatever thing it is whether it is food whether it is smell whether it's touch whether it's seeing and how you see it in the first instance also you know anyone can make it out how a person reacts or sees things where when they are attractive in vicinity and this is what it is to be in that self and witnessing all these activities from that it is not the act but the intention behind the act which is more important how you take these things there is a beautiful story uh, about uh, krishna and um, this was about people i think some females who were crossing the river or something like that i don't remember completely but it was flooded and they couldn't cross and krishna said if i have uh, never had any lust for anything it should dry up and it dried up and people were you can say krishna had 1000 queens and he saying if i have no lust then it will dry up and it dried up so that means you can still have a queen you can still have things but you are without lust so that means it's possible for all of us also to work towards that when it is a good food you appreciate good food but you don't eat too much then you are bloating and then can't even sleep at night so for anything and everything this applies and once our inner eye of wisdom is opened then all these sense organs senses they take command from there and i have to say even people having an ego are not bad people so many are so simple and so good and kind hearted they do everything in moderation and you can see from their eyes and their actions i have no doubt about it their most of the people are very very good but then it is a it is a different thing when you have you are in witness mode that the you are just watching and you are not even trying to judge or analyze how the senses because senses now takes command from you they stay in a perfect order see how people behave when they are drunk you know 
then that alertness is gone that in ego also people can behave very nicely and alert so the moment that goes away because of alcohol or drugs or whatever you can see the man becomes an animal on the other hand if you increase your awareness to that level of self from that ego you can become egoless and fully awakened and perhaps this is the only reason why alcohol and all these drugs are not considered good who are seen as depressants and maybe still you will see um, some saints and realized people who are smokers or tobacco i'm not saying it's right or wrong but i'm just explaining because they are not uh, making they are not seen as depressants you're they they are not obstacle in in your awakening maybe you might die early of lung cancer and you can't be realized soul that is a different story but they are not an obstacle in that sense like yogi ram surat kumar or nisarg datta maharaj and and vivekanand even you know but that's not an issue at all um, see how things are unfolding if our attention is on on self it gives a beautiful blissful feeling all the time and when it becomes natural then these senses are useless because they don't give you that bliss it's only the mind thinks it will give me some pleasure and i'll drive and then you seek for it but a realized being is already in that orgasm of bliss so these sense organs cannot fool him or her that is why after realization you have no friends and no enemies because the issue is friends we make most of the time for some benefit even time passes a benefit i get bored and you know i have a friend and i can play a game of chess with that person or something like that you know or that person can get me this thing or that thing keeping attention on self being aware of self this attention we have a very important tool which helps to open this eye of wisdom eye of wisdom is this inner eye which keeps our attention there rather than on things around us
anyone has anything to say? One thing I want to say about this practice is that this practice is not boring and it is not any big effort also. Once you get knack of it, once you understand and it's giving you this peaceful silence, practice becomes multifold. It is only, I think, maybe in first few weeks of this that but you have to pass that stage, you have to get rid of that obstacle. Do with all your heart into it. And do it alone. Do it in all circumstances, but start in solitude when you are not doing anything and then take it to all activities of daily life. Usha, you want to say something? Uh. Yeah, Namaste Sanjay Ji. Hello, Namaste. My pronouns to you. Namaste, Namaste Sanjay. Uh, Sanjay Ji, I had a question. Uh, actually, you can just call me Sanjay. I... Sanjay is enough. You can call me Sanjay. Okay. <laughs> but maybe I'm older than Sanjay. you, maybe. <laughs> That's why. That's okay. Uh, Sanjay, first of all, thank you so much for conducting these satsangs. Blessed and honored. Uh, actually, during the course uh, of this time that I have been attending the satsangs, I feel that uh, I have in developed an intense vairagya. Uh, so much so that I find it difficult to connect with people in a normal way. So, I don't know if I'm doing things correctly. That doubt is there. But my intention is to just be within. And uh, I'm trying to practice that all the time. I have uh, little interest in other things. I see a lot of futility in uh, all the mundane things. They just don't interest me. Or uh, I, I find that most people are doing things very stupidly. But this was not how I was. So I don't know if I'm going about it correctly or not. Because I still have to live a regular life, uh, you know, interact with people. And I find myself very different from most people. I don't have anything to speak to them. And uh, people find it very difficult to understand. Uh, I don't know. So I'm really wondering if I'm doing something wrong uh, because I find it a little sometimes disgusting. Uh, sorry to use this word, but if people... Uh, you know, behave very childishly or foolishly or very immaturely. I feel that there is so little time and, you know, you people are wasting it. So, 
I sometimes feel that it's a very egoic thing to feel. I mean, I'm nobody to comment or think about uh, other people. Really, honestly, I have no business thinking like that. But I, ju- I just feel that I don't have time. I don't want to waste my time. And every minute of mine is precious. Like I'm on a hundred meter race. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing things right, but uh, I-, I feel that I'm having some difficulty connecting so I wanted to ask you. Yeah. No, it is a very valid question, Usha ji. And I have to say, almost everyone goes through exactly what you are experiencing. Almost everyone. Because the process is slow for all of us, usually, unless someone is um, an avatar purush like Bhagwan, It just happened and done and dusted. But... For others, it is it is a gradual process. And when this process is happening, and uh, Vairagya is part and parcel of it. Without this, how can you detach and you have to attach to the self? So both processes are happening simultaneously. So the interest can't go into all those mundane things, you know. And your interest in people will definitely will not be there. There's no doubt about it. There is Vairagya has to come. Now the second thing is about judging people. But I have to tell you, at this stage, there's nothing wrong with that also. Because if you have zero interest in all those things, and in the past you thought those things were okay and fine, and maybe you had interest in those things, But now with the transcendence of energy into awareness, all these activities looks just stupid. So it is is very natural. It is very natural. If, If you know any realized person who has gone through this, they will tell you that how at some stage they were irritable by the egoistic minds around them and the way they talk and they gossip and they praise themselves or shows others down or whatever, you know. Or, But it is just a stage, you will just move on from it and don't worry about it. You just continue with your sadhana, with your practice and when this type of bhava comes, that what is this, these people and just send some love towards them also because you know they are completely ignorant we were also ignorant so it is just a stage that they are ignorant one day they will also know what you know or you understand or they will go through it it could be this birth or it could be millions of births after millions of births we don't know everyone is going um, in their own timeline in their own way when the krapa happens when the grace happens so if the grace has happened to us, then who are we to judge anyone? So, but this this type of feeling and this all comes, it is very natural. You are not doing anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with your sadhana. But continue with deeply and don't worry how um, you still have to, don't bring this thought that you still have to live with these people and you are losing connection. Some other connections will become and it's already becoming. 
so you will type of people might change around you or whatever has to happen will happen if we if we give so much of importance to all these external changes happening then we are putting our desire our intention into it isn't it that will be that will be an obstacle for that opening of heart opening of heart means complete surrender whatever is happening with folded hands so nothing dangerous uh, like nothing dangerous what danger i don't know i find myself so disconnected like sometimes they say that you're being rude also you know i feel i'm being rude unintentionally though just uh, just say sorry to... just say sorry if someone feels rude just say sorry to them that's all you can do you know and send blessings send love to everyone and whoever you feel that might be getting hurt by your behavior which is unintentional then just say sorry and just send love to them in your prayers this will help you and help them also and they will understand don't worry people will understand it's even you can't understand yourself right now how others will understand you hmm that's so it yeah, take, i can't understand yeah yeah it it is the new found energy it takes time to settle and don't worry don't worry about it you can call me we can talk about it other times also you know because it's important to settle in the new found energy don't be scared don't judge, judge yourself don't judge others just let it be it takes yeah. times it it can take months also you know and uh, and uh, nothing to worry nothing to worry i'll tell you these uh, these blessings and this love and this all works wonders it does everything in silence to every one of us so you can use that power to connect at a at a different level with people we don't have to connect at uh, at ego level you don't worry about that you are doing all you are not even doing it's just happening you just observe it don't say that my behavior or what people are thinking they will be all okay don't worry at the end it will all be okay it is okay right now also it is okay so thank you 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 दीपाली बस वन मिनट आई एम आल्सो गोइंग टू द सेम प्रॉब्लम प्रॉब्लम यस और गेटिंग रिड ऑफ द प्रॉब्लम द प्रॉब्लम इज आई एम अ मारवाड़ी जॉइंट फैमिली सो इट बिकम्स लाइक आई एम एन आउटकास्ट आई एम स्टैंडिंग इन द कॉर्नर आई रियली डोंट नो व्हाट टू टॉक how to get involved you can talk here talk what I'm you want to do i'm talking here but then those things have to be done you need to go and i really avoid going but um, can't help it and seriously uh, 
they find me an outsider myself That's i'm okay. told ki you ha- you don't talk you are arrogant you are believe me even in this period i was all alone oh really mm. so uh, uh, i i cannot explain it to anybody nobody understands so i understand we all understand <laughs> that's the reason i'm here <laughs> thank you thanks a lot no but this you know really uh, i've become so quiet i'm become more quiet and withdrawn and uh, though ramana has given me lot of strength lot of strength i got but at times uh, you when you see everybody else on the other side you kind of feel left out also don't worry it is your mind you know, trying to pull you again into your ego mode fear of missing out yeah or, um, not not missing out like <laughs> left out like you know that's okay you know if you see kabir what kabir has said that there is a herd of sheep but the lion walks alone and he says that's the same fakir the sant he walks alone only is not there is no jamaat it's not like a bheed it is not a crowd he is not in the crowd he is already outside the crowd don't think crowd has left you you have left the crowd don't uh, that's okay i know this all this comes but let it be whatever people think they are allowed to at least they are allowed to feel whatever they feel about you or others they have a mind let them use it but please you stop using it don't give it any uh, any form which can bring you guilt or bring you proud also you know because we are not higher or lower we are nothing so when you say uh, they don't care and you are left out because you are no thing you are nothing you are empty nobody wants empty wants something some masala something out of you which can entertain exactly. people yeah yeah tell me if you if you don't drink you don't eat you don't party you don't do anything you are boring you are boring to a worldly person you are of no use no gossip yeah so don't worry just um, i think this is just the trick of the mind to find some fault within you that look this is not the way but that is the thing you know the sansari the worldly people and the seeker they can live in the same house but they can be poles apart they can be like living in night and day in bhagavad gita krishna says that what is night for a worldly person is the day for a gyani and and vice versa which only means that when the whole world is in sleep or 
is not there, then he is in his own bliss. He is enjoying that moment. He is having his party with his own self. And when this whole sansari drama is going, going and which people are enjoying, that is just a mere noise for him. So, this is the difference. So, just take it easy. Don't worry. Stay in your... Uh, I read a saying of uh, Ramana that don't waste time thinking about the people what they're talking about you because if they had any sense, they would be working on themselves and not talking about Very true. Yeah, yeah, very true. And look, I will say, don't waste any time in thinking. Not thinking about them or that or this and that. But then it's very, it has been there for uh, <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> this is the last attempt of mind to bring you back because you are misfit in the society. You are coming out of that puzzle. You know, you, you fit into this and then you take it out and then your form is changed and you are deconditioned. Now you can't fit. Definitely you can't fit. That's why you can't have an, another birth. Because you will be misfit. Tell me if you have no negativity, no greed, no jealousy, you are not going for food. Even if in Hinduism they say that you go through 840,000 different forms, plant, animal, bird, rock and then human being birth as a human. To get those births, you have to have some type of um, vasana or, or something about too much of um, indulgence in something. So, you can fulfill those desires in those different types of uh, forms. But if you have nothing, then you are misfit, then you can't get a body. And you are free. If you are free now, you will be free ever. And this is the real freedom. And, and freedom has its own price in a way. So, if we think we are attached to these people who don't, uh, one day they will all be gone. Let's say you get realization. And everyone around you also love you, hug you and it starts. But then for how long? When in 100 years you will be dead or they will be dead or everyone will be dead. So this type of what you are having a small time in transaction with people around you and if they are not with you as you they were before, how does it matter? Anyway, they will leave you or you will leave them. How does it matter? But it matters to know the self. 
And knowing the self, I'm 100% sure you will never be having any bad behavior with anyone because you are beyond behavior. You have given up your behavior. There can only be love. Once you firmly establish in self, you are pure love, whether it's a stranger or your family member. There is no inner circle or outer circle. It's just you. These small things which comes and uh, sometimes makes us feel that is it right or is it wrong? What is, who is asking this? This is only the ego which is still trying to question uh, that opening. While it has no clue, but it questions because it's seeing there is a big shift is happening. Have faith in this shift. Trust in it. And as I said, if you think your behavior is hurting anyone in spite of you not doing anything, you can say sorry. And you can pray for that person. That's all we can do. Even Bhagwan Ramana Maharishi could not please everyone. Even a person like that had enemies. They wanted to kill him. There was a sadhu who used to throw big rocks on him, boulders. And then there was someone who gave poison, so his all gums were black. And I don't know about so many people might have done so many things to him. Someone brought him up to, a, up to court, said that he's a womanizer. You can say anything about anyone. And the thing was that he never spoke about any of those people till they were alive. He only told all those things or people knew those things. Only when they were dead, he spoke about those things. And not that too in any venomous language. He just told the incidents. So don't worry how people behave. They can behave like this with saints, then they can behave with anyone. At least we all know the story of Jesus. So I don't think we are in that as big problem as Jesus. And some people are leaving you and they are you are outcast. And, Take it as a blessing to go deeper into your practice, sadhana. Nobody is disturbing. It's good. You are so fortunate. It is the blessing of divine for you that everyone has left you. Now you can practice. There was a saint, uh, uh, a child saint, who's 
mother died and everyone was crying and he said now i can do deep sadhana so you even um, you how you take a tragedy once we have surrendered to absolute then everything becomes blessing even suffering is blessing because suffering to whom to ego that means you don't want to be in that ego mode because there is suffering there so what will you do you will recede from it and abide in yourself faith is very important thing in practice and understanding the divinity within is always there and no amount of sacrifice is big these are small things you know people not talking or outcast or left out or who is feeling bad only ego that means there is still a trace of ego so we have to work harder now and just get this tail of ego finished see where all these saints live in caves people have not left them they have left people they have left the world without anything they are in their blissful self living in caves in himalayas I have never been to Himalayas but I have heard there are you go and you see people living there for so many years some are living for hundreds of years thousands of years but who will believe this connect with that source where you are everything and we can connect once we give up i am the body idea it is only an idea and this i am the body idea then becomes more complex because then i am the body has i am relationships jobs so many things comes with that idea we feed these senses and these senses and the body becomes dust all our life we are feeding these senses and it is going towards death only and not knowing the self this body fool fools us or we get fooled by what body never says that i am you I agree we all are using a body but that doesn't make us believe that I am the body we are using a phone we are using a laptop we can't say I am the laptop I am the phone
Some people have a car or a bicycle or whatever. Something happens to their car. They get badly hurt. I've seen it. You might have seen it. That's not even their body. Even a fool can tell that car is not your body. But people get badly hurt. And then comes a seeker who has to give up this idea of I am the body. The moment we realize truth, we are always free, whether the body stays or goes away. Understand all relationships are relationships of give and take. It might feel a bit rude for some people because inside the ego says, No, my relationship is pure love with my son or whatever it could be. But that's the basic truth if you accept it. Love everyone, your family, strangers, everyone. But don't be attached. Attachment is comes when we think I am the body. When we are outcasted, when we are left alone, we have more time to go deeper into our own awareness. Establish ourselves firmly. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.